When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my goodness, time for the wolf and owl Yo. Wolf and owl are on the prowl Yo. And we're in your face, doing her thing, doing her thing uh, It's wolf Ronish and owl, looking we're doing delicious. Well, Look I at that, that Emirates shirt, that fucking Arsenal shirt, boy I thought I'd uh, wear the shirt. It's a little Mate, pullback. That bicep is snuck out of the You're fucking shirt and it is popping hard, my boy. <laughs> nice. It smells delightful, by the way, now that it's had a wash. Uh, have you, what have you washed it in? A bit of Purcell? A little bit of Purcell, yeah. Um, we got a few messages saying that some other people have bought the shirt and it smelled like that as well. So we one think of it's a shirt as being like... Well, sorry, just to keep people up to speed, we should do it. You're supposed yeah. to, if you're a professional broadcaster, yeah. do a catch-up, you know, explain to people yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. I bought this Arsenal shirt and I put it on and it stank a B.O. and I wasn't sure if it was me or the shirt. Anyway, it turns out that something about this shirt, either there's a guy at the factory who's trying them all on after, like, having a workout or something about the chemicals, but it just does smell a BI apparently when you first get this shirt. So really? it now doesn't. I'm delighted. Have they, are they, have Arsenal like released a statement saying sort of, it's no, maybe the and, drippiest, and was... nicest shirt you've ever seen, but it's going to make you stink. Yeah. Imagine if you wore that just straight after like taking it off the peg. You well, that's, it what pe- that's what a lot of people a... do, don't they? They get excited on the way to the game. They buy yeah. the shirt and stick it straight on. And if it was a hotter day, yeah, 100%. I think in the cold. I mean, actually, to be fair, I think cold, in the cold, bo is more brutal. Mm. I think it's a lot more brutal. Yeah, I've brought I've brought stuff and like you get the smell of stuff. It's yeah, bo is just so gross. And I I've been I've had a bit of a sort of like bug. I've been a bit run down this week. Yeah. Some of the bo I've had, you know, when you oh Tommy, um, you know, some of the uh, you get that ill bo. Yeah, yeah, that sort Even of stink. Your armpits, of, yeah, I I think that's that. Sometimes that ill bo can be enough to actually transmit the disease yeah you know like, yeah, like, yeah. like some people like it smells so ill and poorly that even smelling it will make you start to feel ill and poorly do you know mate me? i the bo i had i think on tuesday was just savage mm. like scary bo yeah like i'd say it's in the top three bo's i've ever had in my life right without any doubt do you um scrub your armpits quite thoroughly yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I give them a good washing. Do you, do, you, right. do, you use, do you use a loofah? I do use a loofah usually on my back. Yeah. Um, and my butt. Um, and your butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On not the outside in, of your butt? Yeah, on the outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. You're not, you've not got a crack loofah? 
no, 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 no. It would be quite good to get one of those really to leaf up. Yeah, but I, under I my you'd arm, have to treat, you'd have to treat those as disposable, wouldn't you? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I do. I, I have like two different, well, three different shower uh, sort of implements? gels within. No, oh, gels. gels. Yeah, so I have an armpit and sort of upper body. Then I have a lower, more, more sensitive one for my, my lower region. Mm. And then just sort of like a more chilled vibe for my head and face. Well, I have a, yeah, I have similar actually. I've got, a, I have a curly hair shampoo. Yeah. That, that nourishes uh, curls that need quenching. Your hair looks nice. Have you had it, if you, you've slightly No, I've just, got, I've just got, I've just got out of the shower. So oh, I'm nice. not actually that happy with that. Um, but um, then I've got like a, a gentle shower gel to sort right. of cleanse. And I use one shower gel for every region. Regardless you're washing your face. Track. What are you washing your face with these days? Actually, it's interesting you say that. I've recently, this is, is this embarrassing? I've bought a new moisturizing range of like. Wait, don't be embarrassed by it. You take okay, care of your fine. skin. So every morning and every night I'm using a cleanser and then I'm putting like a probiotic oil wow. <laughs> on my face. Wow. And then in the mornings I moisturize. Yeah. That's, and then a bit good. of beard oil. Yeah, I mean excessive. No, no, no. I think it's good. Mm, it's good. Mm. I like to. I like to rock out with. I, I have a cleanser that I use in the shower, but then I don't want to overly do my skin. I like to keep it. I, I've got. You I like to keep your bit of your natural musk, don't you? Yeah, and also I like to keep that rugged sort of look. Yeah. Like you know, Statham has that sort of rugged sort of. I like. You to think look what? You think bit... Statham's not moisturising? You want to see a bit of No, 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 no. Statham's not going through the process you're going through. A hundred percent is. I reckon he's got about six layers. No, no, and the no, last no, no, one's no, no. called rugged up or something like that. No, no, no. Statham, Statham will be probably more a wolf kind of vibe because he likes to keep. Yeah, I think he's having a cleanse. He might have a little moisturised, but he's not using bio or what I'd imagine. Have you ever had snake venom on your face? Yeah, not deliberately. No, what do you mean? Snake venom. It's like there's a thing where you put snake venom on it, peels away a lot of the dead skin. Yeah, really amazing. Not, not really. Not really. Not really I'd love now. to take you to it for a facial. I'd love to. I'd love to lie next to you and both get facial. I'd love that actually. I, I wonder nice. what. I, I, actually, I reckon that'd be one of the better podcasts. Just us relaxed, relaxedly, getting a facial. You know what would be really nice to do is having a spa day together, and then after the spa day, we do the podcast and see what kind of vibe. It's a great idea. It's a great. Idea. I can't imagine it'd be lower energy. Um, if there's any spas out there, preferably London based, who want to get in touch with me and Romesh, not preferably uh, London based, preferably Crawley based, actually. Well, not Crawley. I'm not kind of Crawley for a spa. Why not? Can't we can make a day of it. You, you can yeah, we'll day at your house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wait, half, halfway, I'm already giving up an hour to give you your London. Okay, fine. You love London. All oh, right, London well. based. London based. London based. I love London. London. Shout out London. Um, Shout out London. Yeah, it doesn't get enough love, London. People don't talk about it enough. Big up London's London. Had a tough, London had a tough week, man. It was. It's. It's. It's been. It's. I think sometimes London just needs a little arm around it. You know, like there's that that phenomenon of of Jap. I think it's Japanese people. Excuse yeah. me if I'm being culturally ignorant here, who have an idea of what Paris is going to be like, and then they go yeah. to Paris, and then they have to deal with the psychological ramifications of Paris being what Paris is like, which is still nice, but it's romanticised, isn't it, in film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I watch The Apprentice, I always think they make London look much nicer than it is. Do you know I mean, every they have that film makes, of- yeah. Like London looks like it's five streets big in every. And what about you know a bit close to home for you? The way Paddington makes London look, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, way Paddington made prison look. It's a, a Richard Curtis has fetishized it like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like Notting Hill's two minutes away from Shoreditch, and then if you yeah, you, I know, yeah. you, you yeah. get to London, you think, oh, I'm going to do all the, I'm going to try and walk across this bit, and it's like, yeah, you got yeah. no chance, son. It's a forty-five minute tube, and you probably get called a. <laughs> 
I haven't been on the tube since COVID. I just walk everywhere. Yeah, I've been walking as well, actually. I uh, Once you stop using the tube, this is really bad, isn't it? Because I do respect the tube and think it's in a remarkable service. And I, I love the fact. Sometimes when I actually engage with the fact there's a series of underground tunnels that you can get trained, yeah, yeah. it sort of starts to blow my mind a little bit. But once you stop using the tube for any amount of time, it becomes very difficult to then face doing it again, actually, yeah. I've found. I, 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 to be fair, I didn't. I had a panic attack on the tube before COVID, about mm. six, eight months before COVID, which was horrible. And since yeah. then, even after then, I was just like, there's no, I can walk nearly everywhere I need to go. Yeah. You know. I, I would say how far, because I always look, if I've got somewhere to go for a meeting or something, I'll always look to see what the walk is. What's the, what is the time on your map that would say, I'm going to do something else other than walk? Anything really over an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I think anything up to about an hour, I would walk. Yeah, an hour I think is pretty fine. And I think for most part, if you're central, you can get most places in an hour. Yeah. Um, Welcome to (laughs) Journeys Around London with Tony Rock. This is very much become like Bill Bryson kind of vibes. Yeah, it has a bit. It's gone a bit like... We've gone a bit warm bath podcast. You know what I mean? Where it's 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 not... You put have it on in the background... You can do other stuff. <laughs> it's nice to have on while you're d- making some bread or something. Um, <laughs> I need to shout you out, by the way, man. You changed my life this Why? week. Why? I went to the general dentist, bro. Oh, my God. Yes. Talk to me. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, Bear wow. in mind that you've rinsed me quite No, no, no. Number heavily. one, I didn't use a general dentist. I didn't have a fear of dentists. No. But I loved how you picked them up. Mm. I was like, look, I need to go and see what these people are about. Yeah. They are incredible. Like, and I, by the way, this isn't paid. This isn't an ad. I've, I've, I've No discounts. We're paying no, for no treatments. No discounts. So I'm paying for my shares. But they are incredible. You know what I respect and I love, and I've noticed this week, right? Two things this week I had done, and it's, made, I, it's restored a lot of faith. I love people who love what they're doing. That, that general Me dentist, too. every department you go to, they, they love it, right? They the love hygienist. Teeth. Oh, the hygienist. Yeah. She's loving teeth. Tony, the, yeah. the expert, the sort of almost loving like the arteta of teeth. Loving it. Yeah. Sadly, the woman you meet when you come in, they all love the teeth. They're, oh, no. they're so passionate about teeth. You're, like, you can't help but leave there thinking, gosh, you know what? Teeth are amazing. Okay. All right. Well, well, what I would say there is well done for after one visit, bigging them up more than I ever have done in the three years that I've been going there. So that's good. They'll be furious with me about that. Also, I, they, yeah, an, I don't need as much work to my teeth as I originally thought, so it's kind of cool. Well, that's good news. Mm. I needed a lot more. So there you go. It's a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, since we've done the last podcast, because we recorded the last one before, I have since the last recording been to New York, although this yeah. felt quite a while ago. And New York was great. But the reason I want to mention you is I was essentially robbed. What? I don't know if I've told you. Well, sort of robbed. What, yeah. Mugged? By stealth. No, I wasn't mugged. Oh, pickpocketed. Not pickpocketed. Sort of worse than that. I kind what? of got pressured into handing over money. So basically what happened was I was walking through Times Square. Yeah. And this guy came up to me and on he said... Own? On my own, yeah, obviously. Uh, and then um, this guy came up to me and he said, where are you from? I said, London. And then he started signing a CD. He'd done some rap CD or whatever. So um, he goes, oh, here you go, man. And he goes, we're artists. And then all of a sudden, as he said that, there was 10 of them around me. Right. right? And he said, we're artists. And you don't have to give us any money, but we thrive on donations. 
And I go, okay. I said, I don't really so have any cash on it. You got robbed by a chugger. Well, hold on one second. Oh, okay. Just hold on one second, okay? Because it's quite intimidating. Okay, okay. Right? And and I, I, like to the point where I was sort of shaking afterwards. Okay. All right. Oh, no, 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 I'm with you. But yeah. So I, they said he said there's an ATM right there. They followed oh, me mate. to the ATM. Oh, okay, this is worse. Now I feel bad about smiling. Yeah. So he, he, he followed me to the ATM. Oof. Told me how much to get out, and then I gave him I gave him the cash, and then he said, and then I thought that was over. I'd paid for a C. I don't have a CD player, by the way. So I've paid. Uh, well over the odds for the CD to sort of get away with it. And then he said, you're not going to sort my brother out as well. And then he handed me a CD. Oh my and then I God. said, well, I said, I'm not going back to the cash point. And then he said, oh, I've got a card thing on my phone. What? So I ended up paying him money. And then this other guy goes, mate, just hit me up 10 and I'll give you the change. And then he just took all the cash I had off me and then just turned around and like stood there. And I knew I couldn't do anything because I was going to get my ass handed to me. hell. And then another guy came up to another one of them came up to me and said, are you not going, what, you're leaving me out as well? You're leaving me out? And then I just ran away. Well, I didn't run away. I walked away quite quickly. But it was, it was bad. I mean, I sort of like got... It's horrific, right? The way I you sort of got robbed with consent. Is that know, what happened? It wasn't robbed with consent. That was a fucking gang attack. Yeah, kind of was, yeah. Was oh, my really... God. Like, did you start the, the conversation with the initial guy... Was that a conversation like where he sort of where you were chatting about hip hop or anything? No, he just right. counts and goes, "Where are you from?" And then he started talking about Top Boy. But then by then he'd signed the thing, and then before I knew, it, I was sort of surrounded by this sort of group of guys. It was mad. Were they aggressive at all in their demeanour? It's difficult to exp- it's difficult to sort of like you know I, I was surrounded and they're really close to me, so I guess that's intimidating. Yeah, in itself. of course. And it, I don't know how to explain it. At no point did they threaten me, but I did feel like this could go at any minute. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, there was yeah, an edge yeah, to yeah, the whole yeah, interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, wow. if anybody wants to buy a uh, Stop the Racism CD, that would really help me out. That's what it's called. Man, did you tell it? Did you not run to a policeman or something? To say what? I just overpaid for some CDs. Could you help me out? I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't it's know. It's a great ploy, isn't it? Like, of a way to... Do you know what the worst thing is? Is like the most embarrassing thing about it is all of the things that you feel like you should have said after you walk away. It's so pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't George Costanza it. Again. Man, that's so horrible. Yeah. Did they look like they were carrying any weapons or anything? Like, was there a sort of felt that they they were. What I would say was they were of sufficient sort of physical size and number that they wouldn't have needed any weapons. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have beaten me to death with my own rucksack. (laughs) Oh, God. Were you wearing a rucksack? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, it's so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. And then, like, you know, I told the swan about it. She found it hilarious. Did she? Yeah. I, maybe it's because of the I way I told it. I'll just ask this one question. I don't, yeah. don't want to... Yeah, because you want to find it hilarious as well. No, is I don't want to find it hilarious. But is it any one time when you tried to sort of pacify it by being, like, best friends with them? Yeah. Because I kind of know started, you well enough. I, started doing, I know I you well enough to know that <laughs> when you gave the first guy money and you thought it was over, there was a moment where yeah. you gave him some like a handshake and a sort of like nod. And it was like, yeah, nice one. Thank you, bro. I can't wait to listen to this kind of vibe. No, I sort of did a couple of Top Boy impressions. And oh, fuck off. Are you joking? What's <laughs> 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 wrong? You've had the worst version of this. 
It's a version yeah. where they've all fucking taken like about fucking two hundred dollars each of you, and you're yeah. still there hanging around with them. Oh no! Yo, fuck I, up, I man! Fit... Fuck off! Go, go! <laughs> and sorry, we not hanging out. Should we go and yeah. like? Don't you understand me? We're fucking robbing you. That's fine. <laughs> Will I see you again? Are you around tomorrow? Yeah. I actually think it's worth the tariff to hang out. <laughs> I haven't got any friends in New York. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, Dreadful. That is horrible. Uh, and then the other thing that's happened to me, happened to me just this morning. Um, see what you think of this. Go on. So I was in the gym. Yeah. There's like a guy that's absolutely tonk. Yeah. That, uh, in the gym, and he's just had some sort of uh, surgery on his testicles, vasectomy. Oh, shit, okay. Um, so he's talking to me about it, and uh, then he said, do you want to see a picture? Oh, shit, really? Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, before we get into this, I'm going to just do a warning, because do you know last week yeah. when we talked about the banjo string incident? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had a couple of emails from people saying they felt really horrific listening to that. Oh, so okay, right, right, on behalf right. of both the wolf and myself, can we apologise? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. And uh, can I give you a warning? You're probably going to want to skip the next, I would say, 90 seconds because um, I'm about to talk about penises again. But anyway, I thought he was sort of joking. And then he showed me a sort of a, quite a close-up photo of his post sort of vasectomized Jesus. sort of shaft base leading to the testes. And then he sort of works as like, I think he's like a, he's a naked butler. And he said, I can show you a picture of why I'm a naked butler if you want. And then he showed me a picture of his dick. Like his, and it was wow. like, yeah, it's enormous. Christ. Your like life is sort of really sort of spiraling into sort of something from a like, a bit like Emily in Paris or some shit. Yeah. Just to contextualize, this was 6.45. Yeah, no, but like you're sort of getting robbed in New York. You're hanging out, fucking looking at dick pics in the gym. It's like, yeah, sort of. You're, you're becoming quite a sort of like crazy sort of guy in these sort of situations. Yeah. Saddest thing is, I gave him seventy five quid to see the picture. <laughs> yeah, my life is literally. I, do you know the thing? I I was literally sitting here. I need to go out more and do more shit. I was sitting here fucking juggling between what has been the most exciting fucking point of my week this week. Has it been? Going to the dentist or getting a new water softener. That's literally... Oh, my God. Speaking of water softener, by the way. Yeah. Is there anything that you get that you've not got some sort of kickback on? No, there's no kickback. There's no kickback. So why why did I see in your Instagram story, like a picture of you and the guys that put it in, little smiley photo, you've tagged them, Mate, because best water, best water softener in the game, mate, or something. Because I'm let me just say, right? Let me just say, we saw three water softener companies come out, yeah, out to us. Okay, first of all, I've never considered getting a water. So what I want to know is, I'd love to know the journey to. <coughs> okay, here's the journey. So, so, so how did area. you come to the decision that you needed a water? I, softener? I live in an area where we've had to change the shower, like the metal bits of the shower, like twice because the water's so hard it's corroding the shower. Um, right, do you get the little bits of like sort of scale? Large scale, yeah. Like, yeah. like we've got nice marble fucking uh, surfaces in the kitchen that are fucked because of hard water. It's fucked to sink. So we were at a point where... When we you say like, fucked it, does it mean it like leaves marks on it? And shit leaves like marks, that, but it started to corrode it as well because water's okay, here so hard. So right. someone with a few doors down had had one fitted so, and said it's just changed his life. Right. So I just looked into it. I had a couple of companies come out. I won't name, but I will name the company. We had a company come out called Kinetico, yeah. who are just incredible. They like the the their um 
everything that they use is like so there's not big like power systems that go through they sort of fit quite neatly into your uh under your sink amazing man guy you know this is what i'm saying they love water softeners the guys who came out they know there was so, so where do they where do they have to fit do they have to change every one of your taps or no no no, no. it's just one system they fit underneath your sink yeah right that they just put all your water through mate it's like you know like grace has had like eczema when we looked into it one of the reasons that babies get eczema is really really hard water yeah. And did you have? And when they do a- the test, oh, by shit. the way, hold on, hold on one sec, hold on one sec. I've had an absolute shocker. Eh? As your Zoom account, if you, yeah, it's like it's like What's... saying that I've, mate, how mad that you've basically started spending all your money on CDs and dick pics that you can't afford yeah. a proper Zoom account. No, I can, but like basically, because you know my card got declined. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna have to do this. This is embarrassing. I have to upgrade the thing as I'm doing this. Hold on. Um, what a low. I oh, know. What were you doing during the podcast? So I was talking about water softeners as Ramesh was upgrading this Zoom. Um, this is so embarrassing. Yes. Oh, good. We're good. back Look in the game. Okay. Right, wow. Right, so where were we? What's up? So basically, let's just, um, JT, you can edit around this, but essentially what happened there was I suddenly realised that my Zoom account had been downgraded and we had five minutes left on the chat there. So basically, the the one bit of admin that's required for this podcast, I managed to not successfully do, so apologies for that. Um, Anyway, water softening. So like we were having just loads of trouble with the water. The guys come out, it's an absolute game changer. And it's literally one system they put in under your sink. Yeah, it's such top lads as well. I can't, I can't tell you enough. Kinetico, thank you. You changed their lives. Yeah, thank you. Also, when they do the test, by the way, Ramesh. Yes. Have you got hot water where you are? I have. Yeah, I'm starting to think that I should do this. Do you want me to set you up with them to come, to come and see you? Do I have to like suck a corporate dick and do a post? No, no, you don't. No, I just do one because I'm a nice guy and I love the two guys who come. But you don't have to suck a okay. dick. But let me just say this, right? Yeah. They will do a test on your water and show you the hardness of your water, and I guarantee that will just be enough to change your mind. When Here's you see- a question for you. Um, as I upgrade this um, this Zoom, Zoom do you um, did you have a glass of water before and after? Yeah, no, they they do a test and they put this stuff in it, and you can see you can see the amount of shit and fucking hardness and like. Uh, essentially yeah just the hard how hard the water is from the stuff floating, how cloudy yeah. it is before and after yeah the water i have now by the way beautiful how's it taste ice cold fucking lovely man just so good really they get rid of all the bleach it gets rid of all the bleach or the lead mate it sounds like an advert but it's not so uh but it's worth people looking into also saves you money the best thing i've ever done in my life hmm. okay <laughs> no but it well, is it's changed, it's changed the game mate it's changed the game i've got to say mm. I can't believe that I went so long without soft water. So what are the advantages of soft water? Skin problems, basically er- eradicated. Um, everything's more foamy. Your bath bubble baths are more foamy and delicious. Uh, mm. your, it doesn't corrode everything. Water goes, so you clean stuff, so you know, you're not spending on stuff like salt for your uh, dishwasher. Mate, it's amazing. I don't want this to sound like an advert, but... I have like I've had three really intense conversations with water softener experts this week. Um, so, so now I feel like I could step into a world where I could work within the parameters of being a 
water softener expert or mm. some sort of dental hygienist sort of conversation. You know, like not the not the dentist hygienist, but you know the person who gives you the stuff that you might wash out your mouth and stuff with. Yeah, I reckon I could do that job now. Yeah. Okay. So you reckon you could do the job where you pass the mouthwash to somebody? Yeah, but also pass the tools to the de- uh, the hygienist. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but are you, do you feel confident enough to do that? Yeah, yeah, I feel. I'm pretty confident when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I feel really confident. Mm. Yeah, and also I think like one of the big things to do after that I've noticed is when like lean into you and you're down and go, "You all right? You okay?" No, it's nearly all done now. Is there much more embarrassing than trying to spit into that thing after you've had your mouth numbed? Well, I think what's even more embarrassing is the suction thing that they use now instead of spitting. Oh so God. they suck the spit out of your mouth. Yeah, and sometimes you can feel it sort of gathering and then yeah. they go there and then you yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also if you get the straw slightly wrong, it sort of takes a little knock out of your tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I find it embarrassing when my tongue gets stuck. Yeah. I feel like, I'm oh, sorry, I've been a bit thirsty there. I couldn't breathe out of my nose during it though. So I was getting so much phlegm in my mouth. It was unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like a whale's mouth. And also had sort of a snotty nose. I didn't feel for the woman when I was, yeah. So after that experience of having all that phlegm gathering in the back of your throat and the snotty nose, and you saw the, them working over, you thought that's the sort of thing I'd want to do, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, do, I, do, I just get a buzz out of people who are just into what they do. I find it really... Yeah, there's something fascinating about it. It's like anything where you're watching somebody be really... I think that's why, like, Bake Off and Pottery Throwdown and all that are so addictive, because you just go... Oh, man. You're so into oh, this. Mate. Right? Talking about TV programmes, Happy Valley, the end. You see it? I've not I've not watched any of the Happy Valley series. What? I've not watched any of it. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Why? What do you mean, for fuck's sake? It's incredible. I know it's incredible, but, like, the only time I can watch it is just before bed. And it's quite dark, isn't it? It can be quite dark, but you've also got tube rides, train, or sorry, train rides, you know, sort of a little lunchtime viewing, you know, early evening maybe before a gig or oh, something. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant there was train rides in the TV show. That's not going to cheer me up. Uh, but yes, you're right. It's yeah, so good, it. man. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's peak viewing. James Norton. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Sarah Lancashire, incredible. Just an amazing ensemble. This, it, it, you, uh, would you ever? Would you ever be in? I mean, you, you've done some serious drama, haven't you? What was the What was the Stephen Graham thing you did? Uh, yeah, 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 that was pretty. That was quite intense. But yeah, I was still playing a very much a comedy foil in that. Still, do you reckon we could? Do you reckon we could pull off being like? Do you reckon we could do heavy drama? Yeah, you and me, like I think we could. I know we talk about doing sort of a lethal weapon thing, but what if we did like a really gritty, gritty drama? Like Wolf and Al, Wolf and Al, like detectives. Detectives like, or yeah. like I- investigating grisly murders or whatever. Yeah, that could be quite amazing. I think as well because yeah, you just going in and just being like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is this is bad, mate. This is really really bad. Um, Why don't we? Um, hold, okay, imagine we walk in. So we walk in. There's all the guys like taped off the area. You and me are the specialists they've brought in yeah, to yeah, investigate. Yeah. This well, no, I'd open the scene by walking in, going, "Hey, Trev, how you doing? All right, Tone. Oh, this is my new partner, um, uh, Ian." Um, Ian Lomas. Ian? <laughs> Ian Lomas? <laughs> yeah. It's called the Wolf and Owl. Why would I be Ian Lomas? The, the, the Owl's your superhero. Uh, no, I'd have to be Robbie Owl. We're not superheroes. This is, <laughs> okay, this is right, a... Okay, okay. Let me try again. Yeah. I walk in. Hey, Trev. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. How's your wife? <laughs> I knew it. I told you so. Oh, sorry. Uh, wherever I'm at, this is Ian Owl. He's my new partner. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Ian Al and Troy Wolf, two guys. Troy, <laughs> what? You've already got a cool surname. Why have you got to have Troy as well? 
All right, okay. <laughs> you know us. Okay, sit again. Ian Howe and, and Kieran Wolf, just two guys. Kieran, right? that's still a cool name. <laughs> I can't write, okay. Tony. Okay, was already Tony in the room? Well, I'd, okay, well, right. make him right. Dan. Okay. Dan. I can't play it, Dan. No, you're not being a Dan. The other guy's a Dan. You okay. can be Tony. Okay. All hey, right. Dan, how's Jeff? <laughs> Dan, how's your wife? I told you so, bro. I told you so. Oh, you haven't met um, my new partner, Ian Al. Yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, that's us. Ian Al and Kevin Wolf. Kevin? <laughs> yeah, that came. <laughs> Kevin's a cool. No, it's not cool, yeah. but it's, it's unassuming. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. So, okay. what about Sammy Wolf? Yeah, Sammy Wolf. I don't. Okay. Sammy Wolf's fine. Yeah. Okay. You know me, Sammy Wolf. I'll only work with the best of the business. Uh, so, uh, Ian, what do you think about this? Well, can I first say I find some of your methods quite unorthodox? Yeah, but that's me. That's like how I work. All over, you've stepped all over the crime scene. You don't seem to be having paying any regard to to keeping stuff untouched. I already know what's happened, Ian. You ate one of the jelly beans in the corridor on the way in as well, from that from that bowl, I noticed. Ian, why don't you just do your forensics like you're paid to do? That's why you had to leave the last service, because you're a weasel, not an owl. <laughs> I don't think we're getting on at the moment, but I'm sure we will do by the end of the series. Hey, Trev, look at this guy, taking swabs and samples. What's he even thinking? Well, it's actually sort of basic crime scene procedure, actually. You know what basic crime procedure is? Is this. I know exactly who did it. What? <laughs> I think I'd like to be more like Luther. Yeah, I'd love to be like Luther. Luther, who's your favourite ever TV cop? Luther. Yeah, I think Luther or Dominic West in The Wire is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he is cool. He's pretty epic, isn't he? I've got to say, Sarah Lancashire, actually. Happy Valley, maybe. Yeah. It is a dark show, though, that, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know. There's darkness in it. But then, yeah, yeah sometimes you, you need... I was actually just watching on GMB. They had a whole thing just now where they were saying, is it too dark for British TV? And I think if the BBC and Channel 4, and if you're going to keep up with these HBO and Netflix shows, you kind of got to go down that, that route. You've got, you know, you've got to make things as... You know, give stuff an edge, you know. That's what I think is really exciting about it. I thought the fact that it's set in Halifax. You lying, you lying down and going, you've got to give stuff an edge, you know. It's the, one of the wankiest <laughs> positions I've ever seen, yeah. I can't help it. My, my lower back's a bit sorted. Up. Yeah. I spend a lot of time just sitting down, so I need to sort of be up and be a bit more virile. Yeah, give you a bit of edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah give me a bit. <laughs> right, should we do some emails? Yeah, let's do it, uh, thanks once again to the Swan. I, I feel like my Zoom thing has taken some of the steam out of this podcast episode. So let's hope the emails fucking. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah, shout out the Swan just for being amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, bear with me one second. There's a pigeon or a sort of crow looking at me at the moment. Genuinely, there's a crow sitting on the uh, on the house opposite, just staring in the window. I can see he's thinking, "What's going on in there? What's he up to?" Okay. Uh, thank you, Tom, for filling with that scintillating little digression. <laughs> so, this is from Desperate Mummy Deer. Wow. Uh, and Desperate Mummy Deer says, Hi, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. A couple of episodes ago, the wolf was talking about attracting bullies because of being tall. My husband, the stag, has the exact same problem. And on many occasions, we've had to leave a bar or pub to get away from the eggy arseholes with nothing better than throw themselves around looking for trouble. He's actually been in a pub once and someone has come over to him and asked him to hold his drinks. The stag, being the nice person he is, has done this. The other bloke has jumped forward and said to him, see how easy it is. 
Wow. Mm. Jesus. Horrible. Anyway, my 12-year-old son has been cursed with a tall gene. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. And as such is a as, as such is a bag, big lad for his age. He's in the first year of secondary school and since going back to school after Christmas, has, oh, God, this is... Has been jumped by a group of eight year 10 lads and beaten up by another little shit that is nothing more than a bully. Today, while riding his bike, he saw this bully out of school. The bully took and emptied the contents of my son's bag while another forced a vape into his mouth. Oh my God. My son is capable of fighting, fighting back, but he doesn't want to. My question is what situations have you been in like this and what advice can you offer this desperate mum? Please, please, any advice is welcome. Uh, love you both. You've helped me through the most difficult times of my life, and for that, I'm forever grateful. Mummy dear. Tom. Uh, uh, a tough one, this. Oof. Uh, I find it quite like I have a shiver down my spine when I listen to this because it's sort of, um, yeah, I was not my childhood. Like I had a lot of this, like stuff sort of would happen. Yeah, and actually, shout out to your son for t- to talking to you. I don't, I don't, re- I don't, I never really talked to my parents about stuff like that. I think I sort of tried to internalize it, and I, I, I always worried that my parents would worry, so I didn't really talk to it, uh, talk to it about. It. I think so. Shout out to your son; he's clearly a lot more mature in that sense I, up until sort of it's one of the reasons I don't I tend not to go out a lot now I, I don't I don't certainly for it like in the evening I, I'll sort of always I, I don't think I can ever relax fully if I'm out because I was just worried about the thing I, I remember being like at a festival a few years ago and a guy just literally just walking up taking up his taking off his top you know about eight mates with him and he just squared up to me, and I was trying to sort of pacify it and walk away, and he just kept on just, like, coming back, and it was clearly off his head, but just coming back and then just sort of, like, tried to throw a haymaker at me, which I sort of avoided, but it was just, yeah, so I, I've had that a lot of, yeah. I don't really know what the answer is. I, I sort of, I think through through my 20s, I think I got more confident. I sort of was a bit more either pacify the situation or sort of, I think, probably just sort of, front things back a little bit here and there but I think you kind of yeah it's, it's difficult you don't really want to not be able to go out or not do things I suppose it's selecting the places you go I think there's certain yeah, but why should yeah but why should you have to do that if you're yeah, tall, no. because you're tall but I, 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 it's not just a tall thing is it it's a, it's a it's it's dickheads in life are always it's mm. you, know, you know we talk constantly about on here about homophobia racism I'm not liking that to being tall because it's a completely different thing but it is, there's a sense that you'll get, the sad part in life, and I think when you have a child, is you realise that you can raise your kids and your child as well as you want. It's actually not going to matter along, the, you know, the, the thing that's going to matter is other people not doing the same. What you realise with, with bullies and, and through chatting to, you know, I've been talking to my therapist a lot about this, and is the implication of like, if you could go back in, in time and go to the first ever person who bullied someone, and eradicate that and never have because it all just has a knock on effect parents you know that feel that they bully their kids or they they're harsh on their kids or they can't raise their kids the kid then goes out and becomes a bully and becomes more aggressive then the person that they have that hit and effect whether that's you know the, the the bully basically rebelling to become a bully at school or 10 years down the line become a dickhead at work or become a bully to their own children or become you know whatever if, if you look systematically through most situations, a lot of these start with one person feeling vulnerable and helpless enough to terrorise and make someone else's life feel worse than theirs. And then that just has a concertina effect that works through society. And that's that's ultimately quite a terrifying and sad sort of state of affairs, I think. I think it's... And I, Siri, if I'm honest with you, like, 
I've had it the football. I've had it, you know, I've, one of the reasons I stopped going to West Ham was I was at West Ham and a guy spat at me. And for no other reason than he just was aggressive. I was tall he, he, and he just, again, was just horrible. So I was just like, I don't really fucking need this. I was with my nephew who's like eight. You're like, this is shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would you want to go and be, have you know, it's why would you put yourself through this? So I just mm. think in, in society, and you know, it, there's that thing of, Standing up and going, oh, we shouldn't let them win. With your son, it genuinely makes me feel sad because I just it takes me back to being that age. And you know, I used to box. I, I was able to look after myself, but my mum was constantly of the opinion: if if you fight back and you're a bit bigger and taller, it's always going to come back on you. So it's I, yeah. I've really ultimately I feel very sorry for your son, and um, I don't. I, I I think the big thing I'd say is that as a fucking probably the wankiest thing I've ever said on here, but it's to try and know that for all the bad sides, sides like that, being tall and, and, and having a confidence and owning my height and owning who I was and, and it, it, it gave me some some of the best parts of my character that I'm proudest of alongside you know, some of the shittest moments of my life. So yeah, I guess it's uh knowing knowing that there's there's other stuff that can come from it. I think if he if he's confident in himself um and surrounds himself with good mates, then hopefully that will sort of that, that will sort of straighten itself out. Yeah, but ultimately, advice-wise, you know, a bit of a loss. Yeah, um, mummy dear, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. Um, and I'm sorry that your son's going through this and I'm sorry that your husband has to deal with stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's one of these things where, um, you know, people often make the joke or they say the thing that bullying is is helpful or it's shapeful, it's shaping, it shapes you as a kid or whatever, like... Blah, blah. But if, you know, if it's something you can't do anything about that you're getting bullied for, it's horrific. And, you know, I used to be a teacher and I know kids that ended up being school refusers as a result of being bullied so much and they just didn't want to come in. And it's horrific. And, you know, it's there's no easy solution. I mean, there's loads of different anecdotes I can give you. I was chatting to someone that told me they used to get bullied at school and then their parents made them go to that person's house and just ask them out and out, why are you making my life such a misery? And that sort of sorted it out. I'm not suggesting that you do that because you just don't know how people are going to react. But the one thing I would say to you is you can't really... I mean, what you don't want to do is get into a point where you're starting to think that being tall is a curse and that you can't go certain places or that people are just going to always treat you like this. It's not people. It's a selection of twats. And those people, you need to try and deal with their situations in individual ways and try to, if you can avoid getting into the mindset of thinking this is a thing that I'm always going to have to deal with. You shouldn't have to deal with it. And if it does happen, you need to deal with it as best you can. And on top of that, just know that your parenting means that your son is going to feel validated and he's going to feel confident in himself as it is. And these things are just sort of blips. They're not, they don't, you know, you don't want him to allow that to define him. It's, uh, it's a thing where he's got to, you know, He's got to know, even if this shit is happening to him, he's still got qualities and it's not bad to be tall. And these people are idiots. And actually the fault lies with them and not with your son. And I hope he can sort of carry himself through his days uh, knowing that and believing that. And the only way to do that is instill in him sort of a self-confidence and a belief. And hopefully it'll be all right. But it is a really tricky situation. So um, good luck with it. And, um, you know, the only thing I can say to you is I was bullied for reasons of like lazy eye and race and stuff like that and you, you know it's not helpful but you do come out stronger the other side of it so 
Um, look, good luck. I, we wish you the very best. Next email. This is from the Blobfish. It says, attention Wolf Allen Swan. Love listening to the sweet, sweet pod to the max. Gets me through working from home and has unpacked a lot of thoughts and personally that I didn't realize that I personality traits I didn't realize I had before. What I found listening to the pods, though, is that the hearing ring doorbells in the background always causes me to doubt as to whether it was my ring that had gone off every time. I've caught some absolute chaos and hilarious mishaps, and the ring is is the one best is one of the best purchases I've ever made. My question to you is that what is the best thing you've captured in your ring doorbell of something you worried about being caught on someone else's? That's very specific and uh Immediately, I'm panicking that I don't have an anecdote for this. Uh, thank you very much, the Blobfish. Uh, Tom Davis, you've got a ring doorbell. Yeah. yeah I think the worst, I, that guy, I remember, I think I put the picture up, the guy that me and Catherine caught outside our house. Was, oh, yeah. That was sure. so freaky. Like, staring, he was stood outside our house on our drive, just staring at the ring doorbell. He knew it was there. It was fucking awful. It was like, that was fucking crazy. In Like, yeah, horrible. Um but I, you know what? I think, like, I've had a number of those ring doorbell things where you hear a bit of a conversation or, yeah. I, I like it when you've got a delivery driver who's on his headpiece and he's chatting to a loved one or he's chatting to a mate and you sort of get a snippet of a conversation. Like, it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Well, Charlie's a fucking idiot, mate. He's an idiot. Why would you, yeah, why would he even say that? Yeah, and then you sort of get that sort of quiet as he walks away. No, 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 no. I love it when you just get a little bit snap it. And I'll just sit there for, a, for at least some two hours afterwards just thinking, who's Charlie and why is he an idiot? Why are you still hanging out with him? How long do you spend thinking about that? A couple of hours. Yeah. Usually. Catherine's, Catherine asking you why you're not in the room, really. Yeah, yeah. why, why you are know, you? I just had a little bit of a thing on the ring doorbell that distracted me for a while. Yeah, Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. I just wonder about whether this guy's going to make friends or whether that Charlie's just going to be ostracised from his group, not like I was from mine. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what I like doing with my ring doorbell is when I'm out at work, if Lisa's doing the bins or whatever, I like to sort of have a little surprise chat with her on the way back in. Oh, really? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, it goes off. I do it with the kids as well. Sort of like, hey, boys. Oh, no, that sounds a bit. <laughs> oh. you know, I don't say it like that. I go, hey, boys. Yeah. Was... How you doing? Have a little chat at the door. They get very excited. For some well, reason. Have, a chat... have, you ever, have you ever done that and then caught like Alex, Charlie or Theo go, Raise their eyebrows like, oh, here he goes. No, I think they're they're smart enough to double check that the things that I'm off the thing before they do that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I always sort of there's part of me that hopes that I'll catch the swan coming back with somebody. <laughs> you hope that's going to happen. Yeah, I sort of it sort of be exciting, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? I sort of think, well done, good for you. Yeah, um, she's too. And then I say, if I did if I did say that, I wouldn't say anything because I wouldn't want to ruin the mood. But I'd probably say something on the way out. Enjoy yourself. But yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like, Have a good time, did you? And the guy just looks and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's learned some bad habits. <laughs> I feel we can't straighten out in a week or two. <laughs> a week or two? <laughs> I guess I'll see you on the ring doorbell. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll leave, uh, some ve- I'll leave some vegan bits from the bakers in there. <laughs> from Coughlin's. That's all right, mate. I'm a meat eater. Oh God! Okay. Oh no! You're the. It's a naked butler from the gym. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's really well endowed. <laughs> How am I supposed to go on stage and be funny now? <laughs> I'm doing a tour show in three minutes. <laughs> 
Oh, Wolverhampton, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, we've made that deeply dark and depressing. <laughs> Thank you for that email. We've managed to take it absolutely rock bottom. <laughs> this is from the Welsh my Myotonic Goats. Wow. Uh, hello from Wales. Please keep anonymous. Just a quick email to highlight the profound effect your podcast has on its listeners. Thank you very much. It's on Wednesday morning here in Drizzly, Wales. Me and my kids were disrupted from my usual morning routine by a commotion. I opened the living room door and shouted upstairs to ensure my husband was okay. I found him naked and soaking wet with his head between his legs at the top of the stairs. Behind him was a slug trail of water on the carpet. The shower's still running. <laughs> he was showering when Rom initially told his snapped banjo string story. And it had such an effect on him, he nearly passed out. He had to drag himself out of the bathroom soaking wet to turn the podcast off before he could hear any more. Oh, now I can't even mention the podcast without him going grey and having to sit down. Oh, mate. Have you ever had such a physical reaction to something you've watched or listened to? Uh, Tom? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think there's a few things that I'd like you get. I, I, I can't watch, like, one born every minute I get squeamish with. I had to do a show, right, called Accident, Accidental ER or something like that. Fucking, I had to do the voiceover thing for it. And... I got so there was one but moment where, where someone like fucking put like saw chainsaw thing for his leg, and Jesus, I had to do the voiceover bit for it, and they kept so you know that when you're doing a VO for saying, and then they go right, we'll just play that, and then you you come in with your VR, uh, VO sorry, and then they were playing, it, and I literally watched it the first time, I felt like headed, and then they kept on playing it over and over again, and in the end I was like, I'm gonna faint here, I'm gonna generally just pass out. Is there any way that you can just I can just do it without? I recorded the rest of the series with never watching a second of that show. It was just, <laughs> I used to sit there thinking, wow, this is like, it used to just absolutely destroy. And you you know, like when you're doing these voiceovers, you've got to watch the show to come up with like right funny bits. Yeah. It was just almost impossible for me. Mm. Hence why the show's not very funny. Okay. But, um, yeah. Anything like that, I find, yeah, fucking real, really hard, really difficult. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm madly squeamish. Yeah, I'm not particularly squeamish, actually. Um, but what I would say is, although I am squeamish in reality, so what I mean by that is, like, I don't, I don't mind watching stuff on TV. If I'm in the room, uh, it's a bad situation. Like, when we were, a few years ago, Alex got really ill. He had to spend a few days in hospital. And Lisa and I went, had to go into this room to watch him have a cannula put in. Oh, what a and thing. Uh, yeah, it was really sad, man. It's like he was like he lost a lot. Of, it was a horrible, yeah. horrible time. But um, he uh, then put in the candle and I lady passed out. Yeah, I actually, I actually got to the point where I required medical attention as a really? result. Like, yeah, well, like, like they asked me to leave because if you imagine your kid having something quite nerve wracking and then their dad has got his hands on his knees and he's almost passed out. Yeah, like, not helpful. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. It? Oh, So yeah. Um, yeah, I was asked. I was asked to. Vacate the premises, uh, but in with regards to watching stuff, physical reaction, I get really emotional about stuff that I got really sad about when I first watched. So, for example, um, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was a kid, I got very emotional, and I used to really love Garfield. And there was a bit where in um, uh, Garfield, where Odie the dog, if anybody knows Garfield, you know that Odie's the dog that John Arbuckle also owns. Odie gets taken away to the pound for some reason, like by the dog catcher or whatever the fuck it is. And then Odie sort of looks back at Garfield. And then I remember this song, it goes, So long, old friend, 
I hope that I will see you once again. Something like that. Anyway, every time I heard that refrain or every time I thought about Odie, I'd start crying. Wow. And, and that's not a good look for a kid. You know, you just start crying randomly and somebody goes, why? And then you go, because I, I just thought about Odie getting taken away from Garfield again. Do you know, wow. it's a bad... I, I had a bad. version of that, but as an adult. Do you, remember, do you ever watch Lost? Yeah. I had it with Charlie from Lost. Really? You know, when he gives his life, he, 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 there's a whole episode called, you know, His Greatest Hits. And he's writing it through the episode. And in the end, he, he sort of sacrifices himself for the whole team. And he does this speech where he goes, these are the greatest hits. These are the greatest moments of my sad old life. And I, whenever I think of it, even now, I, I, I feel very, yeah. Yeah. That, and when, remember in the Bumblebee, anima, uh, in the Transformers animation when Bumblebee dies? Yeah. There's a re- again. There's a really at the beginning. Yeah, there's a really sad song at the very beginning. Yeah, really, the old animation. Yeah, Optimus Prime dies in that as well. Yeah, there's such a sick line in that film where Springer goes, "I got better things to do tonight than die." Oh, I lost my mind when I heard oh, that. Man. That's a cool yeah, thing. I mean, Bumblebee had already died, and Optimus Prime was about to die five minutes later. But <laughs> good for you, Springer. <laughs> um, the other one I've got a problem with is. Uh, up oh god fucking hell jeez like that that oh my mate we watched that me and Catherine we went on holiday and it was, I think it was our second, first or second, second holiday, and it rained every day. We were in Portugal, it just rained every day. And we started watching all the DVDs that they had in this fucking hotel that we were staying in. And one of them was up, and we watched the first, yeah, it, it just destroyed both of us. Mm. I've never seen the whole film. I watched the opening, the opening half hour, 40 minutes, where it's just absolutely fucking soul destroying. Heart wrenching. And yeah. it just had to turn it off. I was like, I can't see Yeah, I would, say, like, I would say it turns into sort of a boy's own adventure, but like later on, not a boy's own adventure, a boy's That would be amazing, adventure. wouldn't it? If all of a sudden yeah. Ronnie Keaton and all those guys just popped up and it was just like, don't worry about it, old man. <laughs> it's not time to make a change. Just relax and take it easy. Then the closing quiz. Life is a roller coaster. Just <laughs> gotta ride it. Um. Anyway, but there are like four or five moments like that where it just gets you an absolute yeah. gut punch. And yeah, so every yeah. time I think about it, it's... I can't do it, man. I can't. I've got that shit. Kill it. Kill it. Okay. Time for one more email. Yeah. Uh, on this absolute classic app, I think we'll all agree. <laughs> Uh, this says, Dear Swan, so fuck the wolf for now. Wow. Uh, I hope this dilemma finds you well. We, the rocking raccoon, and myself, the cautious cuckoo. Cuckoo? Cuckoo. Rocking raccoon and myself, the cautious cuckoo, are getting married on March 25th. Oh, congratulations. We're struggling with our evening party playlist. We have quite different tastes in music and would love the wolf and owl's advice on some bangers to play. Songs to get everyone dancing, but not genetic, not generic Google wedding playlist songs. Help. The Rocking Raccoon is currently playing Hot Stuff from the Full Monty. With love, RR and CC. I think when it comes to tunes at your wedding, you've got to diversify that shit, yeah? Correct. I think you've 100%. got to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You just A variation is key. I think the more you can, the more vibes you've got, the more stuff that people... But I actually don't think there's anything wrong in 
I know that people talk about those lame wedding songs, but they are dance floor, floor fi- fillers. Like, mm. I think sometimes you can get a little bit, I think it's good to have a variation. It's good to have different stuff. But I think actually when it comes to the end of the night, I think there's nothing more heartbreaking that at the end of a wedding, someone not putting on New York, New York. I, yeah. I, I think that you want to hear that in a bit of Dexy's Midnight Runners. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, mate. Da, da, da. When you hear that, and then oh. people are just looking at each other going, all right, let's do this. Let's have it. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. Yeah, oh, you, my God. You want I'm everyone. buzzing thinking about that song mate, now. I, you know, it's, it, that is a feeling that I think, yeah, you, you want to, you know, I, I think times have changed a bit because it's like, you know, some Mr. Brightside's fucking eked his little way into that, that vibe yeah, as well now. He's, he's smuggled his way in, hasn't he? Yeah, but, you know, I would just, I would declare. There's nothing wrong with that song. It's absolutely fine. I would say that when that comes on, I am out. Like what Brightside? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of Mr. Brightside. I've got to say, mm. I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think, I've, I think you've got to think about everyone just. It's. I think the more stuff you can get people up. Do you know what? As well, I'd say this. Are you? If did, are they having a DJ? Uh, doesn't. No, it just says playlist. I mean, the, the trouble is, if you have a play, playlist, you're going to be overly thinking about it. So, I. That's the one thing we had. We had a friend who did the like DJ for us, and again, like, I'm not going to go on my wedding day. I'm not going to go into the fucking kitchen and start knocking up steaks and fucking start cooking. I leave that to someone who that's their that's their department and that's what they're good at. And I yeah. think the DJ should be the same thing. Give him a give him a scope of what you want, but let him fucking do his thing, and he'll smash it out of the smash it out of the park. Get a friend you, if you if you you love your music much, you can have a friend who can do that. He's going to be honoured to be a part of that. I think it's one of the best part, uh, jobs to get. By the way, DJ at a wedding is if you're a friend and they're handing out jobs, best man, absolute fucking toll. It's made of honour. These are fucking jobs that really are bridesmaid, groomsmen. These are, groomsmen and bridesmaids, you're fucked because you don't get really anything any thanks for it. Right, uh, ushers, da da da. If someone turns to you and go, "Oh, would you be the DJ at our wedding?" You're like, "Oh, fuck yes, please." Yeah. You literally play bangers all night. You smash the dance floor. Everyone's going to be loving you, and you've had to do hardly any prep. It's the best job to get off off at a wedding. Yeah, interesting theory. I would suggest that it means that you're just behind the decks the whole time, absolutely terrified that you're going to clear the dance floor. But I mean, maybe if you've got, oh, you know what, you you, you oh, mate, what if you what? did the fucking DJ at their wedding? What if you did the DJ at their wedding? Well, we did it together. Hold on. Are you free on March the 25th? March the 25th. Have a look at your calendar. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm away. Fuck. What are you doing? It might not be definite, though. If it's not definite, me and Tom are coming to your wedding. Can you invite us, please? If we can do it, yeah. I'm, I'm around. I haven't got a gig that night. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see you there. That could be better. Tom's going to DJ. I'm going to dance. It's going to be great. No, we'll DJ together. Um, Okay, fine. You could do all the, you could do your hip hop stuff. I'll do the 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 dark. Okay. Yeah. And then, mate, one of my favourite parts of the night is just me and you, and I'll go, Mister Brightside, <laughs> and then you just shake your head, laugh, and then you just come sprinting on the dance floor and just lose your shit. Yeah, I just vault over the decks and start just throwing down, <laughs> then start getting so carried away because I think I'm centre of the thing that it becomes quite awkward. Um, I would say leaping up and down. Yeah, I would say Tom's giving you some good advice there. I don't think there's ever anything wrong with a bit of Motown. Oh, you know what I mean? A bit of great shout, bit of upbeat soul because it sort of shout. doesn't really offend anybody. 
and people sort of know the tunes. And also, depending on your age bracket, a bit of 80s is pretty. It's always, yeah, uh, it. always going to be uh, a class move. Uh, that's sort of, you know, that's sort of a way of getting everyone united. But I don't know if everyone there's in their twenties and that's probably a really shit, shit Steve, probably want to go nineties or even two thousands, I guess. Yeah, but not, you have parents and your older people and there's nothing exactly, better than yeah, seeing yeah. them up dancing. There is nothing better How's than sad, seeing them up dancing. sad, by the way, when we say parents and older people, they're going to be our age, aren't they? Yeah, correct. We are the older people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We are the older people. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for the emails. Thanks for, to the Swan for selecting them. Tommy D, do us the honour of taking us out. Yo. Bill Lowcroft struggled most days. He struggled with anxiety and he struggled with so many different problems. We struggle most about is the same worries and fears every day that would dazzle his mind and set him off in a fit of panic. But one day he started to see his mind not as a brain full of mush and muscle and thinking tissues, but instead of a forest, as a forest with trees and such. And what he had to do is navigate his way out of this forest of anxiety and worry and get to the roadside. Sometimes he tried to get out of the forest and he didn't quite make it, although he got close to the edge. But then one day, he made it to the edge of the forest. He made it to the roadside. He made it to a house. And he thought, oh my God, I feel better. I feel more relaxed. The thing is, he didn't quite know how he made it to the edge of the forest, to the roadside. So every day after that, he tried to retrace his footsteps until every day he managed to make it to the road, to make it to the edge of the forest. And that's kind of what you've got to do in life. You're always going to have moments that worry you, moments of anxiety. Sometimes these moments are going to be very similar to the day before and the day before that. The way of dealing with it is to find a map of a way of getting out of it, to making your, your, your way through your forest of anxiety. And once you find a map and once you try and find a way out, all you've got to do is follow those footsteps. A little bit of meditation, a little bit of exercise, ground yourself. And you know what? The forest will become a field. And you should be able to look around and think, huh, there used to be trees there. Stay true, friends. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. Um, listen, what do you think of this episode generally? Uh, it's been an up and down roller coaster. Mm. But that could be the song that plays us out. Life is a roller coaster. It could, be. <laughs> it could be Life is a Roller Coaster. But I think we're going to go. <laughs> With Come On Eileen, Dex's Midnight Runners, to take us out the podcast, to at least give us one highlight. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Peace and love. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye 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 bye.
If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.